All right, welcome to the Point Forward Podcast with Mark Sinetta. Um, I'm trying a new thing, guys. I'm going to be on Anchor more. It distributes to everybody. Um, so uh, I am completely independent now with this podcast. And so if I have a little different feel to it, I'm going to do a lot of solo podcasts. So today, what I thought I would do is we're two hours away or a little less than two hours away from a tip of the first game. And so I'm going to pick my bracket here. Uh, it's actually from my wife in her office pool. So I'm going to create a bracket, and I'm going to go over my picks and why I'm picking each team. Um, in particular, the the ones that are, you know, difficult picks, not, you know, the 116s. Although, the funniest thing about that is last year, uh, my wife came to me and said, what do you think of these picks? And I thought she did a really good job, and I actually saw that she picked UMBC to beat Virginia. <clears throat> and so, like a dummy, I said, you know what, Jessica, that's probably not going to uh, work, and, um, you know, there's never been a 16 to ever beat a 1, and so sure enough, we're watching, and of course, UNBC beats Virginia by 20, um, so that was, uh, that was a fun conversation to have, um, and so now we're divorced, no, I'm kidding, um, so we're gonna go over this, obviously I'm gonna go Duke over North Dakota State, VCU, UCF, um, I don't have a lot of respect for the A-10, and the American Athletic Conference is not exactly, uh, you know, lighting the world on fire. But I do like uh, UCF's defense. Um, Taco Fall is a tough dude to, to play against, seven foot six. Uh, so I'm going to go UCF there. Um, eight nine games are like 50-50 anyway. Mississippi State. You know, as we're doing the East Region here against Liberty, I really don't know how Lipscomb lost to Liberty at home, and I'm not super impressed with Liberty. Um, I just, I, I really, and I also don't want Liberty to get a ton of press because I'm not a huge fan of the university. So this is more of a, I hope Mississippi State wins and Liberty doesn't shoot the lights out. But I also think Mississippi State is super talented. They played against Wofford this year. It was a close game and Mississippi State's guards really took over at the end. So I'm, I'm going Mississippi State there. Um, next, next game, Virginia Tech, St. Louis. St. Louis is a bid stealer. Um, I don't think that they're going to have any issues, Virginia Tech that is, with beating St. Louis. St. Louis's offense is probably as bad as St. John's, um, so they really have no business being in the NCAA tournament other than they won their conference tournament. So let's go Virginia Tech here. Pretty talented team. So, so far we're somewhat chalk, a nine versus eight mini upset, if you will. Maryland, Belmont. <clears throat> I'm going to go Belmont and partly because I'm such a mid-major homer. But also, Belmont's one of the most skilled teams in, in the tournament in terms of they lead the country in assists. Um, Maryland's one of these up-and-down Power 5 teams that has a ton of talent, but just is not a, a, a connected team the way Belmont is. Um, Rick Bird finally got the monkey off his back and got himself an NCAA tournament win. Uh, I think they can possibly make a run. But the next game, LSU-Yale... I'm probably going to regret saying this, but I think Yale has zero shot of being LSU. And I know LSU's been in turmoil. Will Wade, um, you got a bunch of different people telling me that Yale's got one of the best players in the court. I asked one of the coaching staff at UNCG, who will be nameless, when they went to go play at LSU, I said, give me the breakdown. Does UNCG have a shot? He said, yeah, we have a shot. And I said, well, what's LSU like? Because I knew nothing about them at the beginning of the season. I just knew they had a good recruiting class. 
And his comment to me was, they have about six guys who could drop 30 on you. And the point of that is, not all of them are going to play well on any given day. But when one guy doesn't play well, they have multiple guys that can hurt you. So on that given night, Nas Reed had a career day. I don't think he missed a free throw. Was 6 of 7 from 3 and had 32 points. Tremont Waters was phenomenal. And and UNCG obviously only lost by 6. But it was an unbelievable game. Offensive... uh, output and LSU when they are right um, has as much talent as anybody maybe outside of Duke so LSU I don't even think it's close Um, Louisville Minnesota (sighs) I'm so torn on this one because I think both of these teams are overrated Minnesota's playing better as of late versus Louisville and I'm gonna I'm gonna go in this bracket this is so tough for me because I feel like the Big Ten and the ACC are very similar in the respect that the top couple teams, Michigan, Michigan State, you know, the, the top three in the country, UVA, Duke, and Carolina, are so much better than the rest of the group that it inflates how good the conference is. And Louisville has been, you know, has blown leads. They also have impressive an impressive road win at Carolina by 20. Um I think Louisville is a better offensive team, and I think that's important in March, so I'm going to go Louisville there. Michigan State Bradley. Bye-bye, Bradley. Thanks for playing. Um, let's go down to the west here. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, Gonzaga, Fairleigh Dickinson. Let's go Gonzaga here, obviously, even though I'm an NEC tennis player and Fairleigh Dickinson. I think I was dominant against Fairleigh Dickinson so uh, in, in terms of tennis, so I, I really could care less about them. I was going to pick Syracuse, but with Frank Howard out for this game, Possibly for the tournament, I think you go Baylor here. I honestly don't know anything about Baylor. That's just that's just a win win by the fact that Frank Howard's not playing one of Syracuse's best players, if not their best player. Next, 5-12 game. Murray State Marquette in my old stomping grounds up in Hartford, Connecticut. God, I, I'd love to see John Morant win this game, and I'm going to be kicking myself that I didn't pick it. But Marcus Howard is every bit as good as John Morant. He may not be the NBA prospect that John Morant is, but he's dropped 50 this year. And Marquette has the Hauser brothers. I could see John Morant winning this game, but I'm going Marquette. It has nothing to do with um, it being in Harvard or them having any East Coast presence. It's a, it's a Midwest team. That's, that's kind of silly that people have mentioned that. Florida State, Vermont. You know, if Florida State wasn't as big and athletic as they are, Vermont would have a chance against a lesser team like a Louisville or, you know, even a Texas Tech. But I'm going Florida State here. They're too good and too talented. Buffalo, Arizona State. No explanation needed. Buffalo. Don't even worry about it. Just just throw them next. Texas Tech, Northern Kentucky. Texas Tech. This is the next one that I feel like there could be an upset. I think Florida's playing better ball than people are giving them credit for. Uh, and one of the things that I see from them is they have some really good shooters. Um, and Nevada's just, they just haven't impressed me this year. Um, I don't think Utah State is that good, and they lost to them this year. Uh, they had that huge, you know, I don't know what happened on the court, but when they got beat by Utah State um, in Utah, they, you know, freaked out. You know, broke glass behind the scenes, had to be escorted out. I think what the bottom line is, Nevada's season is kind of a bust. You know, they're a seven seed. They probably should have been like a four or a three if they continued that kind of ascension. Uh, I'm going Florida, and I just think it's because they're playing better. Um, 
Michigan, Montana. Michigan wins that game. Let's slide over to the Midwest. Um, let's go with the 1 and 16. Carolina wins that game. I'm picking Washington, even though they did absolutely nothing to impress me. But I just don't I don't I don't think Utah State is as good as everybody says they are. And um, and I think Washington kind of sneaks by. It reeks of the Pac-12 has taken so much shit this year that they get uh, a solid win over a, a team that people are kind of calling a darling. This next game is a very interesting one. Auburn, New Mexico State. Um, New Mexico State is a team that plays 14 guys. The game is in Salt Lake City. That team is going to run up and down with Auburn and have zero issue with um, trying to keep up with Auburn. The other thing is New Mexico State plays on the West Coast and they play in altitude all the time. Yet again, game in Salt Lake City, high altitude, up and down game. Does Auburn have enough legs? Do they have enough depth to stay with a team that can shoot the three just as well as them? I am going to go New Mexico State in the 12-5 upset. Pardon me, I'm going to have a sip of water. That was me drinking, I apologize. Okay, next one, Kansas Northeastern. I'm going Kansas here, even though I have a little connection here. Tommy Murphy is a family friend at Northeastern. His brother, um, Alex, played at Duke, then transferred to Northeastern, I believe. And his other brother, Eric Murphy, played at Florida. So um, shout out to the Murphy family. Hope they're doing well. And I hope um, hope I'm wrong about that one, just based off of, you know, family connections. Iowa State, Ohio State. <clears throat> the only thing I know about this game is Iowa State is coming in hot. So I'm going to pick them. Ohio State is probably going to get bounced early. Houston, Georgia State. I would love to pick Georgia State because I love that story. Uh, the coach is just a silly, silly man. Uh, he's fantastic. You know, I remember his son hitting that game when he shot uh, Hunter. I can't think of Coach Hunter. I can't think of his first name. But Houston is damn good. They're thirty-one and three. Got great guards. Houston wins that by ten. Easy. Wofford, Seton Hall, Sharpie, Wofford. I know I'm super confident that the SoCon's going to get a, a win here with Wofford, but. And I know Seton Hall's not it's not going to be an easy game. But what Wofford does to people is they they wear on you, man. They they are so skilled, they are so solid that they are going to easily win this game down the stretch because Seton Hall does not have the type of shooters and they are not a disciplined enough team to say, hey, you know, we're going to key on or let Cameron Jackson score on us, but we're not gonna give out kick out threes. And Wofford just doesn't have those type of weaknesses in terms of they have multiple shooters. Okay, let's key on Nathan Hoover. Fine, Storm Murphy beats us. Let's key on Cam Jackson. Fine, kick out three to um, uh, Trace Holloway. Uh, you know, they have they have tons and tons of shooters to go along with inside presence, athleticism with Chavez Goodwin and um, like Keve Alume. I just think it's, it's going to be a rude awakening for Seton Hall. 20-game winning streak goes to 21. Kentucky over Albaline Christian. No uh, explanation needed. Let's see. Let's move up to the next bracket. I'm doing this on ESPN, by the way. Um, it's the cleanest bracket, I believe. So let's go. <laughs> Does Gardner-Webb... Could you imagine if Virginia lost back-to-back 16s after never having it happen in the history of college basketball? It happened twice to them. 
That would be the weirdest thing maybe in the history of time. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm going to pause for one second and blow my nose. Okay, we're back. Virginia wins this game. Little different story. And I think everyone knows why. They have guys that are not injured, and Gardner-Webb is not that talented. Not that UMBC was, but hey, man. Sometimes when an upset happens, it screws over everybody. So if Gardner-Webb beats Virginia, God bless him. Um, Ole Miss, Oklahoma. I'm going Ole Miss. I don't respect the Big 12 at all. Wisconsin, Oregon. Everyone's saying Oregon's going to make a run, and I think their run ends here. Wisconsin. Kansas State, UC Irvine. This is an intriguing one for me. UC UC Irvine scores a ton of points. If they can defend, they're going to be a problem. I'm going to go UC Irvine. Big upset there. Villanova, St. Mary's. Do not fall into this trap. St. Mary's has a win over Gonzaga. I don't think Gonzaga gave a shit about the West Coast Conference Tournament Final. And, you know, once they got down, they were like, whatever, we're a one seed. Um, I don't know what that says about Gonzaga. Uh, Kudos to St. Mary's for getting in and stealing a bid from probably UNC Greensboro. Bastards. But I'm going Villanova here. It's in Hartford. Villanova, people don't realize this, but the Big East, when it was the old school Big East... There's a ton of Catholics in Connecticut. And if you are not a Notre Dame fan, there's a likelihood you're being a Vill- you're a Villanova fan. Um, just a, you know, religious school. Uh, again, it, it, that's... Trust me on this. It's going to be a huge pro-Villanova crowd. Uh, we're going Villanova here at uh, Point Forward. So, Purdue Old Dominion. I think Purdue's very good. Uh, Big Ten school. Cincinnati, Iowa... I'd love to pick Iowa because since he bothers me the way they play, just mostly because it's ugly and Mick Cronin looks like Gollum from Lord of the Rings and he talks a big game. Meanwhile, half, you know, half of his players could probably break him in two and he talks like a, you know, seven foot four MMA fighter. Maybe that makes him a great coach. I don't know. Uh, but either way, I'm, I'm going to Iowa here. Just kidding. Cincinnati's going to win that game. Um, Tennessee Colgate. Colgate left their best player in New York coming in, and that just says all you need to hear about Colgate. They're just happy to be here. We're going Tennessee. All right, into the second round. Duke, UCF. We're going to go Duke, clearly. Um, Although, it'll be interesting to see how Taco Fall plays against that Duke interior presence, which there really isn't unless Zion goes to the hole. The one thing I'll, I'll caution Duke fans about that game UCF plays pretty good defense, and the interesting part is if Duke has a game like they did against Syracuse where they can't shoot a three to save their lives, that could be a tight game, but I think Duke pulls away late. Virginia Tech beats Mississippi State. Belmont, LSU. Sorry, Belmont and LSU. I just don't... uh, LSU has had... A couple games against similar tight teams, Furman and UNC Greensboro. I think Greensboro was the best matchup for them because they can handle the physicality. Belmont's not going to be able to hang with LSU. I'm sorry. LSU wins that game. 
Louisville, Michigan State. I'm going Michigan State. So we have a chalk uh, Sweet 16 up in the east. Let's go down to the west. Gonzaga, Baylor. I like Gonzaga there. Marquette, Florida State. I love Florida State. I think they're a really talented team. Buffalo, Texas Tech. I think Buffalo takes out Texas Tech. The seek and destroy Buffalo Bills. Bulls. I always do that. I'm going to take that game and get themselves to a Sweet 16 with Nate Oates. Michigan beats Florida. Let's go to the Midwest. Carolina beats a Washington team that is just happy to win against Utah State. New Mexico State against Kansas. This is an interesting game. And I think New Mexico State wins it. They're my they're my 12 seed darling that gets to the Sweet 16. Um, Iowa State, Houston. I'm going Houston. And I'm going Wofford to beat Kentucky. Yes, this is my... The, the, the reason why I'm doing this in the Midwest is everybody looked at the one seeds and said, who has the toughest road? And everyone picked Carolina. And what that tells me is if the quote-unquote experts and the public thinks that the Midwest is going to be the toughest bracket, it's going to be the bracket that gets blown up. So what I have is a 112 and a 3-7 matchup. It's going to happen in one of the brackets. We're not going to have a chalk year. I don't, I don't think that's ever really in the cards anymore because a lot of these teams are young like even Duke fantastic talent you know whatever but they have a ton of freshmen and I know I know they're NBA players essentially but you run up against a team that can play like Wofford beating Kentucky in my opinion is because they they can handle it with their seniors but they also have multiple you know talented players um and and they can handle talent and, and not panic so we're going to the now we're in the south. Okay, Virginia, Old Miss. Ah, Virginia. I have such a... Ever, they, they put such a bad taste in your mouth by losing that UMBC game. And by losing it by 20, that it's hard to pick them past a certain point. But we're going there. We're in the Sweet 16 with them. Uh, Wisconsin, UC Irvine. I think Wisconsin wins that. Ends UC Irvine's little run. I think Villanova beats Purdue. Jay Wright's such a tough tournament coach now. He's won a couple titles. I think Tennessee wins, and now we're in the Sweet 16. So my Sweet 16 so far is Duke, Virginia Tech, LSU, Michigan State, Virginia, Wisconsin, Villanova, Tennessee, Houston, Wofford, North Carolina, New Mexico State, Gonzaga, Florida State, Buffalo, Michigan. So a couple upsets. I got Buffalo, Wofford, New Mexico State. That's three. And I also have Villanova. It really isn't an upset, but in terms of seeding. So the one bracket I have complete chalk is the East. And I think I'm going to stay chalk. We're going to go Duke. Michigan State, which will be a really nice test for Duke there. And then we're going to go in the West, Gonzaga, Florida State. This is a tough one for me. I love the way Florida State plays. They were in the Elite Eight last year. I think they're a little bit better team this year. And Gonzaga, Gonzaga is just so efficient. And when they play against a team like this, they play tough, like they did against Duke. It's out West. I'm going Gonzaga. Damn it. Buffalo, Michigan. I love the Buffalo Bulls, and I am going. Mich- I'm going Buffalo here, and it's going to be a one-six matchup in the Elite Eight. <coughs> the once mid-major darling that is now the one seed will face the new mid-major darling in the Buffalo Bills. I like that storyline a lot. North Carolina ends New Mexico State's little run, but they're going to get a rematch against the Wofford Terriers in the Elite Eight. A matchup of earlier in the season played at Jerry Richardson Arena. That should be an interesting one, and I hope to see it happen. So now we come up to the south. 
Virginia, Wisconsin. I'm going Virginia here. And I'm going to go Villanova to beat Tennessee. Just that experience of Jay Wright, tournament coach. And I know Tennessee is a really good team, but I think back to Michael DeCourcy doing a podcast with me talking about how if Tennessee was to reach the Final Four, it would be one of the first times a team gets there with zero, like a high major team, not like a mid-major team. They had zero recruits in this class in the top 100. And I love Grant Williams, I love Adam Rose Schofield, but I just feel like sometimes those numbers matter. Um, And it would be a great story if Tennessee was to make the Final Four, but I'm going to go Villanova here in the uh, Sweet 16, and it'll be an Elite Eight matchup against Villanova. So, now we are in the Elite Eight. I'm going Michigan State to beat Duke. And the only reason why is a little more experience. Um, I think Cassius Winston can bother Trey Jones in the way he runs that offense. And I also feel like sometimes, you know, it takes a physical team to take it to, you know, uh, to an unbelievable talent like Zion. And... Typically, these type of teams don't either make the Final Four or they fall short. Um, the Duke team that won in 2015 had Grayson Allen. They had they had seniors. Um, they had Emile Jefferson. That's not the case this year. So I think Michigan State takes them out in the Elite Eight. Let's go Gonzaga-Buffalo. I think Gonzaga wins. It gets to a Final Four. Uh, I love the Buffalo story, but I think it ends there. I think North Carolina also beats Wofford again but another great story gets the Elite Eight and then I go Villanova Virginia and I'm going Villanova and I think every year we've had one seed of I believe seven at least a seven seed has made the final four in the last like four or five years I could be wrong don't quote me on that look it up send it to me if that's the case and Villanova's really not a six seed but they played like one this year, and I think when it comes tournament time now, they're one of those teams that you have to watch out for. Similar to UConn a couple years back where they didn't have a great um, year, but they have you know, that pedigree with Shabazz Napier and whatnot that can get to the Final Four. So that's where I'm thinking there. Um, I'm going a rematch of the was it 2017 Final with Gonzaga in North Carolina, and I'm picking the same outcome. I'm going North Carolina for the win. And I'm saying it's going to be an 88, not 887, sorry, 88 to 82 victory for your Tar Heels of North Carolina. I'm going to submit that. Let's go. I have to apparently let's do this real quick. Hmm. I'm going to. So that's that. So. If you have any of your own picks and you want to send it to me, uh, don't be afraid to send to my email, pointforwardpodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to doing, you know, more of these kind of impromptu podcasts, in particular with March Madness going on with the NIT, with UNCG playing. Um, I will be doing a lot more of these, and um, I hope that we kind of get a ton of listens, not only in the the Southern Conference fans, but all over the country. So um, have a great time. Enjoy these next two days. They're some of the best days of, of sport in college basketball, and... Um, I guess go, go Tar Heels.